Thursday. I'm so excited. It's a long weekend for me because I'm off tomorrow, so I'm super pumped, super happy, and really just glad to catch up with you guys. Um, so today, I'm going to talk a little bit about holidays and uh, summer in general, but I'm also going to talk a little bit about communication and relationships and things because boy does that change when you become a mom uh, and are pregnant and all the things and as you grow as a person. So we're going to talk about a lot of random things. I'm sorry, I don't know how to how to narrow it down, but it's going to be good. Stick around. This is Christian Mom Uncensored. So like I did with my episode on my take on race and what was like it was like a, I feel like a pretty good episode. Um, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about what's going on right now and specifically surrounding this weekend. So, um, and what us as moms and us as like Christians should do, and it's like all really confusing and hard because we all have our own beliefs. But a lot of people I know are choosing not to observe this holiday, um, the 4th of July for a myriad of reasons. Um, you know that right now our climate is hyper-political, hyper-charged, and it's a, a, a hard time in our country, a hard time in our relationships as people have differing views and uh, everyone's really passionate. I know that I'm really passionate about a lot of things too. This isn't the time or place to discuss that, but um, what I want to say is that it's, I, I can understand how, because I've had people say it's so hard, this is a holiday we've always celebrated, why are people turning their backs on America? And that's not the case. Um, there's been a lot of injustice. And even like uh, if you're thinking about like, oh, the Black Lives Matter movement, and we're talking about Breonna Taylor, and we're talking about how, you know, how can we celebrate independence when there's still so much wrong with our country? But also, uh, for me, there's still, you know, kids in ICE detention centers. And that's where my heart is, is with right now, is with these kids that are separated from their families and their, like, kids. Um, and in these, like, you know, pretty much jails. And, like, that breaks my heart. So... Anyway, whether you're choosing to celebrate or not, have a great weekend and have a safe weekend. Expect there to be protests throughout this weekend um, and everybody stay safe, regardless of where you're falling on the spectrum. I want everyone to just be safe and to be good humans. I think at the bottom line, at the end of the day, it comes down to, are you being a good human um, to the people around you and to yourself? And are you just becoming informed and educated about what's going on without becoming defensive and um, things like that. I mean, that's just my biggest, my biggest thing um, is to be kind humans to each other and also fight for what you believe in. So that's kind of like a hard thing and I, I can't get into politics. This is not a political uh, podcast, although some would argue that Jesus was a very political figure. But this is about being a Christian mama. So let's talk about that now that I've addressed the holiday situation. So I don't know about you guys, but 
kids change your marriage. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. And in a lot of ways, it does make your marriage more beautiful. I know people who, so I got married and had Mia right away. And then like 17 months later, got pregnant with baby boy, who I've, I've been calling him by name, but I'm not sure if this is his name. Um, we made to make an official decision, but it really just changes your marriage because now there's this whole new person and you are dividing up responsibility and roles around your house, around your child, around your life, and like around your values. And it can be hard when you have, this is why I really believe in premarital counseling if you have differing views or different ways you want to raise your kid. And I'll say that Ethan and I have different parenting styles, but not too extremely. Like we agree on the foundations, but she's still my baby. So, you know, when she falls, I'm going to grab her. <laughs> and uh, sometimes we wait, you know, you know, like when your kid falls down and you just like stare and you just kind of freeze. I know some people clap or say, yay, get up. Or I just know that for us, we kind of freeze and see like how bad is this fall. And if she doesn't immediately cry, then it's like, okay, good, get up. But if it's like boom in like a big cry, it's like, oh, are you okay? Give me a hug, all that stuff. Anyway, but our parenting styles, I mean like, Communication, your marriage, your relationships change once you have kids. And if you're not ready to change your life, I mean, obviously your life is going to change when you have kids, but like on such a huge level and it might not feel like it or it may in the first couple. So like in the first couple of months, yeah, there was like a change when I had Mia, um, but also it was like, we were in like zombie mode, you know, like we were just doing everyday life and like, yeah, like obviously there's a new person and we're doing new things, but like Ethan, when he was home, like did step up and like did take her and do things like that. And also he gave me space to, to mother how I want to. So I'm really thankful for my husband who let me be the cling monster I am and like, but he also told me to go to sleep because like he would be in the living room with her bouncing on the yoga ball and I would be in bed and every five minutes I would get up and be like, is she hot? Is she cold? Should I change the, play with the thermostat, adjust her swaddle. And let me tell you, I cannot swaddle to save my life. My child survived. She's good to be too. And, um, I'd lay back down and he was like, you have to do whatever you have to do to feel good right now. I don't need you falling into any type of depression. Not that I could control that because that's all hormonal um, and chemical. But I don't need you to feel any more insane than you already do because you are not sleeping. So like whatever makes you feel good, do it. And I'm really thankful for my husband in that aspect because he's like, he feels like that even now that she's two, like, well, what, what makes you feel good? Um, and he only challenges me when he thinks I need a break. Like, I think we should drop Mia off today because I think you really need like five hours to yourself. So that's some good stuff. But honestly, your relationships on all levels are going to change once you have kids. So um, 
relationships after you have kids. I can tell you that once I became pregnant, I became very protective of my bubble um, with Mia. Now that I have Mia, I'm still really protective of our bubble, but it's just like everyday life now. Um, as in, I was became very protective of my husband and my, at the time, unborn child. And so when we got pregnant, we got pregnant in November. So by Christmas time, it was, and then we must have gotten pregnant like the first week of November or something like that. Because by Christmas time, it was like coast is clear to tell people we're expecting. Like we felt like we had kind of, you know, the first couple, like I think the first 12 weeks, you're supposed to kind of wait it out just for safe measures and safekeeping. Um, and so we told my family everyone cried it was the most beautiful experience everyone was like oh my gosh Brittany you're having a baby and uh all this stuff and it was like a wonderful thing um got pregnant super fast didn't seem to phase anyone though like everyone was like this is going to be great keep in mind that at that time I had been with my husband for five years so it wasn't like Yes, we were newly wed, but we honestly, I know going against like Christian morality, but we honestly did live together before we were married and um, we had been dating since 2012 and we had got married in uh, 2017. So um, it wasn't like, I don't know this man, but when we went to tell his family, it was very it was a hot mess and I think that really made me guarded because you know for one I have always not always but like since before marriage have had this like good secure money-making job right so like we are always I've always been kind of like fine financially so like having a kid now we didn't own a home we weren't in a home so like there's that, but I don't think, like I grew up in various places, houses, apartments, all types of things. I don't think it matters. Um, my childhood was great. So when we told Ethan's parents and it was a whole fight, I became very protective and I was like, well, if, you, if you're gonna be all nasty, you're not gonna see my baby. And I became very ugly, like for a long time. And honestly, I think like last year is when I stopped being like, such a brat about it um and I could tell Ethan's mom really wanted to bury the hatchet because it was really a fight between Ethan and his dad um but yeah but from that moment I realized like oh wow you come at my family <laughs> like I'm gonna ruin your life um Type of, type of thing and like not the most Christian response I was younger guys it was 2017 it is 2020 um, but relationships just change after you have kids and unfortunately you can lose and, and gain different friends and I went through an experience where I was close with friends quote-unquote they were in my wedding haven't talked to some of them in a while I feel like that's relatively common though. I talk to people who are like, look at their yearbooks, not their yearbooks, their like wedding album. And then like their kids are like, who's that? And they're like, oh, that's Tracy. She's evil. I don't like her anymore. So it's not like uncommon 
but uh, for me, I definitely did go through, okay, well, I'm in a different phase of life and, you know, I guess our relationship wasn't grounded in anything major, so I guess we're not really close anymore, but anyway, relationships change after you have kids, and um, I think I was thinking about it because this weekend, it, uh, I am having two friends come over, um, actually my, me as godparents come over and hang out. And we're going to have a good time. We're going to grill. We're going to, you know, light the fire pit, sit in the backyard, chat probably about the old days and just like have a good time. But I just know at some point I'm going to have to go to bed and I'm going to put me to bed and Ethan's going to want to stay up late and talk about me and he has the right, but it's like FOMO. Like I'm going to miss out because I'm the pregnant sober one. And everyone else is going to go hang out by the fire pit probably for a couple hours and play video games. But in my friend group, honestly, I'm the oddball. Everyone's into the same thing except for me. Like, they're all into anime and um, video games. And, like, even my best friend. And I'm just not remotely interested. One, don't have time. And two, I'm watching... And all honestly, if you want to know what I'm watching, I do watch a, a, a good amount of reality TV as well as um, some Netflix shows. So that's that. But back to relationships changing. Once you have a baby, you kind of, um, if people aren't embracing you and your husband and your family, you could put up the defense mode, like do not come around. And also, like, you might want to, like, protect your space and bubble, and that's fine. I think when you first have a baby, um, there's this thing called lying in where basically I think it's for eight weeks. Might be, it might be shorter or longer. It might be ten weeks. might be six weeks. Um, basically, you are in bed with your baby for that amount of time. You're eating a lot of soup. You're really bonding, and you're focusing on breastfeeding, and you're not letting a lot of people in because it's just you time. And I really... My family was really great with Mia when she was a newborn. Um, They didn't come around. I mean, they came around. They all met her. Let me say, we hung out. But they weren't over every single day, every single weekend, every single moment. Like, they came around for sure. And I eventually was like, okay, I'm bored. Somebody come visit me. But um, they did give us space to, like, be a family, which was really nice. Okay, so flash forward, and um, now we're talking about how your like romantic relationships can change after having a kid. A lot of things happen. Your body is different. Um, may or may not matter. I know that I felt like I lost. I did pretty well with losing the weight I had from Mia um, from breastfeeding, and I did feel pretty good relative like by December I was feeling pretty good she was born in um July oh I guess that is kind of a while but by December I was feeling like pretty good and like oh I'm I'm cute again um and I don't remember a lot of conflict uh except for the fact that uh Mia was born in July Ethan coached that basketball season which started in November and so it was just me and a newborn adjusting to life and I was like 
a little bit bitter. I'm not going to lie. Like, why are you coaching while I'm with your newborn? Like, can you go one season without coaching? So, cause like his, when, when my husband coaches, it's like an insane schedule. At the time we were living about an hour away from where his practice was. And he worked in, he worked in that area though. So he would a lot of times have practice at seven o'clock, which means he's not home till nine o'clock. Still would need to shower and get something to eat. So by 10 o'clock, he might be ready to take over daddy, like baby duty. Um, and that was three times, that was twice a week. And then once during the weekend, he would have a basketball game. So I wasn't comfortable bringing Mia out for basketball games all the time. I did take her to one that season. Um, but it's like you're holding a baby. There's a lot of people. It's a lot of noise. It's an hour away. You have to. By then, um, by December, we were getting on a pretty good nap schedule. And, like, now I have to, like, hope, hope his game matches my day. And it was, like, a hard time because it was just, like, I felt like I was alone all day until 7 p.m. because he worked an hour away, didn't get off till 6. And then he would have basketball practice. So I was like extra bitter because on the days he didn't have practice, he'd be home by 7 and ready to take the baby probably at 8. <clears throat> and I had mommed all day. And then add basketball practice and it was like resentment. So here's what I've learned in terms of dividing parent responsibility. One, if you're the mom, you're going to do more. In my experience, I know that maybe some people have super husbands, super dads. Out of all my friends, um, we all do just more because we're moms. And I, I think it's, I think we also prefer it. I'm not going to lie. I would be like uh, wanting to do more and I already want to do more and I do a lot. And two, just like we need our our time like your husband needs or your partner whoever needs their time to unwind because I was thinking I don't have any time for myself I barely have a minute to shower um it's so funny because I know it's just about to be like level two once there's two kids um and there's a toddler, so it's like no sleeping until 11. So, uh, like, when my, uh, I just thought it was so hard. It's so funny how I thought the newborn days, the newborn days were hard. But, oh, they need their downtime too. So, for him, coaching was his release. And he was like, I just need to coach because this is where I get to do what I love. And I, I had a really hard first year with, uh, with Mia because I didn't have a place or a space or people until like halfway through the first year. Um, until probably about like January, February is when I met Abby. And then it was like, I'm doing life with another mom and it's life changing and she's my best friend and I just love her. Um, but it's like, I, you know, he works all day and then he has to come home and shower immediately take over the baby. And when I went back to work, it was like, yeah, well, I'm doing it too. And guess what? I'm getting up at four and doing my thing. So anyway, relationships, they will get tested 
once you have kids. However, it's about finding the middle ground and accepting certain things. So what I accepted was I'm going to have more time with Mia and more responsibilities with her. But if I'm in charge of feeding her, changing her, making dinner, doing her laundry, doing our laundry, I'm going to need you to to step up in a different way. So since he was getting home later, I'm like, well, you do the dishes, you run the bottles, you do whatever, since I'm doing all the things. Um, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I think premarital counseling is really important, and I think Learning how to communicate with your spouse is important because you're going to have these weird conversations and also know that life comes in waves and in seasons. The newborn phase did not last forever. Um, it was a hard time, uh, the, especially like when you're a breastfeeder and you're up in the middle of the night by yourself and you're exhausted and you're just feeding that baby and holding that baby goes back to sleep. But... Uh, the way I looked at all of it is like it's super special time and I think that's the way I, I, I can say I have a pretty good attitude or I'm pretty grounded in the fact that we only get to do all of this stuff one time with each child so like Mia today this is the youngest she's ever gonna be again so like I'm taking in her little voice and laughing at all the little things and of course it gets tired and frustrating when she is throwing tantrums and doesn't want me to change her her shirt or her diaper or whatever the situation may be but like it's all a phase and I you know have survived the newborn phase so I can see they're all phases um so just have that perspective my husband actually did a little bit of reading with Mia not a ton as in like before she was born and I know that he was feeling a little like misplaced and even when we took our birthing classes they say dads you may feel like this because there's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do and except for support your wife <laughs> because when they're newborn and little especially if you're like a breastfeeder they they really rely on mom a lot and so um I know in the beginning it was like I knew how to instantly soothe her I knew you know I was her food source I so he would always like get me snacks and get me water and make sure everything was clean that I needed to be cleaned I like make sure our laundry gets done I would just take care of the baby's laundry and now he is really enjoying the stage where she's like pretty much two she's not so breakable um, and he can have fun and hang out and like she can talk and so dads even they they get their stages because I know in the beginning you can kind of feel like oh my gosh it's just the mom and the baby and what can I do like um with all of that so <clears throat> everything has a stage but your relationship you're you're gonna have to find time for romance um and it is hard. It's really, really, really hard in the quarantine. Really hard. Because so for us, our romance. So honestly, 
from July to October was non-existent. It was like survival. So July, August, September, October. So until Mia was about four months old, it was kind of like non-existent. And then our anniversary is in October. Um, so we went out for the first time in October by ourselves. And then from there, I probably didn't, we probably didn't go back out by ourselves, but by four months, Mia was on a, like a, I feel like new, four months old, like once you hit three months, you're not really a newborn anymore. Now you're like a infant. So like she was having her schedule so we could like cuddle on the couch and have intimate time and do other things because now we know when she's going to sleep and we now know when we have time for each other. And now because she's sleeping for longer intervals throughout the night, I'm not going to bed at seven o'clock because I'm going to have to be up in two hours. So um, now once your kid becomes a toddler, it's a whole nother level because now they're just all up in your face all the time and getting touched out is a thing. And Ethan is like, I can tell when you're touched out, um, cause your kid just like wants to touch and touch and touch and touch and touch you all day long because it's like, mommy, this mommy, that, and all of that, um, in quarantine, it's extra hard because it's like, one, there's nowhere for us to like go out on a date. I mean, we could go for a walk if we're just talking romance. Um, but we still need like a babysitter and we'd have to go drop Mia off. And it's something we probably could do and a little bit more. I think right now we've just been trying to, we just moved into a house. Um, we're just in like survival mode of like, how do we do daily life? But, um, something my husband said that made me feel really good because I was feeling pretty bad. I was like, babe, we have no romantic time. I feel like I'm failing as a wife. And he was like, this time will pass. Um, quarantine life won't be forever. And if it is, we'll adjust <laughs> and you won't be pregnant forever. Mia is going to sleep in her bed soon. Like, I'd rather you be well-rested and we hang out and have a good time together than for you to be fighting and stressed about being romantic. And I was like, that's true. Everything has a season. Everything will pass. That doesn't mean we don't need couple time. And like sometimes, and you can always feel it. Like when you're like, I just need to have a date. <laughs> like, um, so anyway, your relationship will definitely change. Your friendships will change. Your marriage will change your relationship with yourself will change and some of it is like growing pains and I realized that some of the friends I had in my life one I don't have anything in common with them anymore and two like the type of person I am the things I want to do like are all different like we all grow and change and I remember people were saying like as you grow as a person, some, you're going to have to lose people along the way. And I've lost some people, like, along the way of being a mom and also, like, trying to get more um, grounded in my faith. It just happened. Um, and change hurts. So, like, when people are speaking about this weekend and this holiday, people are like, why is all this happening? There's so much turmoil our country's in shambles and it's like yeah all of that is true but 
you know, good change comes from pressure and pressure hurts and like, it's just a part of, of life. There's growing pains. I remember when I was growing up and I had like a growth spurt and my legs hurt so bad because I was growing, which is really ironic because I'm only 4'11 and a half. That's how tall I am, guys. 4'11 and a half. Check my medical charts. That's what it says. I'm like, really? We're not just going to say that I'm five feet? Really? So whatever growing pains I had couldn't have been that extreme because I'm not that tall. But I remember having them and... Um, I was all dramatic about it. My mom took me to the doctor. It's like she keeps crying about her legs. Like most dramatic kid ever goes to me. But um, like growing hurts and change hurts. And it, it is awkward and there's pressure. So you might lose some friendships. You might gain some friendships. Your marriage might go through a, a pressure phase. Um like a pressure cooker, like it's cooking it, it's pushing everything. I don't really know how pressure cookers work, but like it's like squeezing everything down till it's like perfect, but it's gonna really suck for a minute. <laughs> like that's just how it is. Um Yeah. Oh, so I just want to speak on one last thing, and it is um just that like life is and parenting and motherhood and all of these things happen in phases and the hard times will pass. I know um, the newborn days go by quick and sometimes, especially right now, I, I just feel for all new moms who are new moms in a quarantine where you can't even, especially because you're trying to keep like your newborn safe, like you can't even go hang out at your friend's house for a couple hours. And honestly, it, that always stressed me out, like when I had Mia. But everything will pass. Those nightly dread, I used to dread um, the nighttime a little bit. Like, you know, like the sunsets, and it's like, oh gosh, it's about to be night. Because I'm a morning person and I'm a day person. And at night, I know I'm just, I just wanna go to bed. And I can't because I have a newborn. That time passed, and I found a way to make it. Great, I watched all of Grey's Anatomy those newborn days. Like, she would wake up. I knew that I had to stay awake to feed her. Like, I cannot fall asleep with this baby. Um, so, Grey's Anatomy got me through. Honestly, I'm also rewatching it right now. And it's kind of fun because it's like, oh, when I was pregnant with Mia, I was watching, not pregnant, when I first had Mia, I was watching Grey's Anatomy. But anyway, um, yeah, so everything is going to pass. I know. And if you're struggling, like your marriage feels like tense, we have been in quarantine, things are different. I know that Ethan and I have had growing pains this whole quarantine. And even like as a couple with, as with, new, with a newborn, we had growing pains, like all of it passes, just like work on your communication and take a minute for yourself, go get in the bath. That, that has been like pretty much the only thing I can do is get in the bath, light some candles, have some lavender, pour a glass of, well, I can't have wine, but um, I've been like drinking like sparkling water and like making pretty drinks and take care of your mental health. And that is all, so yay, weekend, we're here, we made it. 
All right, so be safe, have fun, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy. You guys are all amazing mamas, wannabe mamas, soon-to-be mamas. Um, I love you all. Feel free to message me uh, with any type of questions, comments, concerns. If you need a friend, join the mom group on Facebook. And yeah, be blessed, be safe, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.